Hi, it's Lynn Rosetto-Casper here with our special series of podcasts based on our new book, The Splendid Tables, How to Eat Supper, Recipes, Stories, and Opinions. My co-author and the show's producer, Sally Swift, is here, too. She's let me out of the control room. It doesn't happen often. I just want you to know. (laughs) You know, we have worked up these podcasts to look at some of the more elemental things in the kitchen. But for a more detailed guide to recipes and recommendations, be sure to take a look at the actual book, How to Eat Supper. You'll find information on it at SplendidTable.org. Now, our goal with this podcast is to give you a practical guide to feeding yourself and the people you care about. We want to talk about the logic behind the ingredients and dishes so that you can riff on what you find in the market, what you feel like eating, or what you've got time to do. You know, people always say that knowledge is power. As far as I'm concerned in cooking, knowledge is freedom. That's exactly right. And speaking of that, this week, I think we should look at two things. We should look at a walk, which is a very, very basic thing and oh yeah that's good. surprisingly that's good. simple and also the art of cooking with the wok because there's a quite a lovely there's quite a lovely philosophy about that but lynn first of all what should we be looking for when we buy a wok well when you buy a wok as you know sally one of the first things you want to do you have to understand what a wok does a wok gets very hot and has to conduct heat well So this eliminates almost everything that people are trying to sell you these days. You do not want an electric wok. You do not want a stainless steel wok. You do not want necessarily an aluminum wok. Nor do you want a nonstick wok. No, no, you do not want a nonstick wok. Nor do you want one of those woks, and this is the most absurd thing I've ever seen, that has enamel on the outside and steel on the inside. Very expensive. Very. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Do not go near those. You want to spend about $25.00. You want One a- of the rare instances where cheap is good. Yes. Um, by the way, I have to tell you, my $25 wok was bought 30 years ago, and I still use it. And I use it at least three or four times a week. So there. But at any rate, here's the point. You want a rolled steel or cast iron wok. Carbon steel. Oh, carbon steel. There's, there's something called rolled steel and something called carbon steel. And these are usually sold. You can find them in Asian grocery stores, and you can often find them in good cookware shops. I mean, they're out there. The other thing I didn't realize that makes sense to me now is that you want to actually buy a wok with a flat bottom because that's what works on our Western-style stoves. That's right, because the round bottom is usually used in a ring that's sitting over literally like a pot of fire, you know, over a ring of a big gas stove. So, yes, a flat bottom. And I think a wooden handle... Mm-hmm. is essential, and a bale handle at the other side of the wok. So if hang it, on. Yeah, I mean, not all woks are going to have the bale handle, that round handle, but the wooden handle is essential. And, and bigger you, is better here. You should go for the inch, biggest 14-inch you inch. possibly can. Do not do dainty when it comes to buying a wok. This is an excellent piece of equipment to give someone who's leaving home for the first time because you can do almost anything in a wok. You can do soups. You can use it as a saute pan. Well, I don't know about you, but you know, I think it was the first pan I bought. It was when my I start- first. It was my going away to college gift, and I it still was? have that wok. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. You can steam in it. You can, you know, simmer, poach in it. You can do anything. And you know, for deep frying, it's dynamite because because of the slope sides, it uses less fat than a standard deep fryer. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Now, the one thing you do need to know when you buy a brand new wok is that you have to season it for the first time. It's going to come with this kind of sticky protective coating on it, and there's a really simple way of getting it off, but you do have to get it off. Yeah. You have to 
this is where the walk is babied. After this, it's not going to require very much care at all. The first thing you want to do is you scrub away that protective coating. And you can use something abrasive here if you have to. You could use, you know, the Brillo pad or that kind of thing and soap. But you want to get rid of it. And then because a wok will rust, you never leave it wet. You dry the wok over a low burner low heat. There's some residual oil that may come out, so you yeah. need to wipe that off again. It's part of that initial protective coating. Exactly. Now explain what you and do. Then, this, this is, is the real, fun this start. Is I love really this. Fun. It's yeah. quite a lovely thought that you can season your walk this way. You put a bunch of oil. How much oil? Half a cup? Half a cup, even three quarters of and a cup. And you're going to yeah. stir fry aromatics in it. Ginger, um, scallion, um, garlic if you want. And yeah. what you're basically doing is you're sealing the metal with this flavored oil. So you're going to heat it over pretty high heat, throw in your aromatics, swirl it all around the wok so that it gets really nicely coated. Um, and, and you stir fry for a few minutes. Yeah, You want to do that because what you want to do is coat the inside of the wok with that hot oil. And those and let it absorb. It needs to yeah. absorb it. Yeah. And then what you do is you let it sit to cool. You pour out the oil and you rinse the wok and you dry it with a paper towel. Again, over heat, over low heat. Yeah. While you're wiping it down. Exactly. And then you are done. You have seasoned your wok. And then from then on, you only clean that wok with hot water and a coarse cloth. Except, I mean, I have to admit, I have dug in with soap every now and then after I've had it particularly sticky or something. The first couple of times you use it, you may get some sticking, but eventually it develops a nonstick coating. And occasionally, if things do stick, what I use is just a tad of coarse salt, and I use it, only, it only in the areas where there's something sticking. I you had a family member destroy a wok, didn't oh, you? Oh, my wonderful aunt, my aunt who, who <laughs> I loved her dearly. And uh, when we were into Chinese cooking up to our years, we used to do these big banquets and whatever, and the family was very curious. My Italian family had never had Chinese food. So we invited them, and we did a 10-course meal. And my wok, your wok gets black. And my aunt insisted on helping clean up, and she saw that terrible she dirty She got that pan. black off. <laughs> She used Ajax on it. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. And it was a year worth of seasoning. But yes. what I do with my wok periodically is I just rub it with oil and I, I put it over moderate heat and just let it sit on the stove just to let it absorb a bit more. But that's it. And you'll have it for years. And then when you start cooking, we want to tell you about one thing that we have learned the last couple of years. It's a really beautiful concept. That was told to us by a wonderful Chinese cook and scholar named Grace Young. She wrote a book called The Breath of the Wok. And um, it's this concept, I guess, or this term called wok hay. Why don't you explain it? Which is it, 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 is, it literally means chi or energy. And, it's, and the idea is that a wok actually breathes and it has its own spirit. And that term wok hay is used to describe the very pinnacle of stir fry. And it's that taste, that taste and that smell that only comes from searing food in a really, really hot wok. And it's considered an art in China. And it, when you think about those exceptional Chinese uh, meals you've had, yeah. You can taste it. Yeah. You can do it at home. Technically, we don't have burners that are hot enough, but you can come very close according to Grace, and I trust Grace. And so tell tell the rules for well, getting Well, here's the, first of all, the mantra. Hot wok, cold oil. 
you always heat an empty wok first. You never put oil in a cold wok. The other thing is you must make sure that all the ingredients are bone dry and you never crowd the pan. So for instance, a 14-inch wok, which is more or less a standard size, no more than, let's say, four cups of vegetables at a time or two cups of meat or whatever else. And you would never stir fry those together. You would do them separately. Right. It's all about small batches, making sure that that wok wok is is hot, 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 and the oil is cold. And a stir fry waits for no man. That's right. Your guests, your family wait for a stir fry, but a stir fry must be eaten instantaneously. Everyone lurking around the stove, which is the way it should be, I feel. Hey, that's it for this week. (laughs) Have a good one. For more information on our book, our podcast, and our radio program, The Splendid Table, visit us online at splendidtable.org. Have a great week, and we'll be back.